Welcome back to Faith FM. We have come to the second hour of our show. It's 8.03 in the morning on Thursday, the 14th of March. And I think we would have another clue for the quiz. Do you want one, Lawson? Okay, just give me just give me another clue. Just, just so you know, um, someone's taken the prize. Yeah, someone's taking the prize. Okay, but, yep. But you right. haven't got it. Yesterday you got Bartimaeus on the very on first the, clue. On the first clue. And you guessed one day before. Yeah. This is the first time this week that someone's taken the double prize. All right. But this next clue is, um, I ordered that Paul be struck on the mouth. I ordered that Paul be struck on the mouth. Next clue, I was a high priest. Yeah, you said Caiaphas, didn't you? Yeah, Caiaphas. But I know that there was different high priests because Caiaphas was the high priest during Jesus' time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then the... Oh, I think I know who... You got it? You got it? (laughs) He thinks he's got it. Let's have a look. Yes, you got it, but you didn't get it. Oh, but I didn't get it before one of our listeners, Andre. Andre... Yeah, he um he actually rang in and said to Caiaphas, and then he changed his answer and got the right answer. Oh, what a gun. All right, so he will be getting double prizes. Double prize to Andre today in the clue. Lawson, you've awesome. let the side down. Yeah, such as, <laughs> and, I, and I just tried to throw a piece of paper in the bin, and it missed. Yeah, just so saying, one of my last habits in the studio is to throw bits of rubbish into the bin as yeah, basketball we play, shots. Yeah, we play basketball rubbish. And like I saw one day, the other day, we got six in a row. Yeah. Well, you've been doing pretty well, but just then you missed. I just missed. I actually threw one before during... Speaking of trash this morning, picking up trash, and you're dropping all oh, over yeah. the studio, oh, yeah, I'm gonna, Lawson. I'm, I'm going to do, do a before... I'm going to do a trash tag challenge. In the studio. I'm going to do a before and after trash tag. <laughs> but yeah, we have been studying the Bible in, we've been going through the book of Revelation and man, it has been heavy, 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 heavy stuff. And of course, in fact, shout out, <laughs> by the way, to Gary, the truck oh, driver. Yeah. Shout out Gary. Yeah, he found he yesterday and he got the prize, um, the giveaway prize mm-hmm. at the end. Um, he's listening in his truck on the tuning app. Yes. That's awesome, and he said he was really loving the Bible studies. Loving so, the meaty stuff we're into here, so <laughs> so we will um, do our best to continue with the hard stuff. And 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 today, I think we're going to get to the mark of the beast, which ah, is the real. The real. That's the most controversial topic I think in scripture, almost. Hundred, hundred percent. Of course, we've been talking about the Antichrist, and and in um in Revelation chapter thirteen, you have the two beasts: the beast of the sea, which is the Antichrist, and the beast of the earth, which is um, a successive nation who makes an image and, and yep. has the authority of the Antichrist. Um, and you we made had, a call the other day on air, and you called it yep. and said it was the United States. I said that the second government. beast, um, you know, is the the United States. The second beast of Revelation, of course, the first beast being the Antichrist. I, I made the big call and I said that that was the the Vatican and the papacy and then and then the second beast is the United States and I went through it and I defended my position. Yeah, pretty um, well. And, I, and, I, and what you're saying is, well, I hear you right. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're saying that we can expect as time goes on to see an increasing alliance mm-hmm. between between the United States yes. of America and and the papacy. Mm. And when that gets serious, then there's going to be serious trouble. Yeah. Well, I think at the moment we're already seeing. Um, the you know the papacy and America getting closer in an alliance. Of course, um, I, I mentioned the example of you know JFK being the first ever Catholic yep. president, and, yep. and for him to actually get in, he had to go down to the Bible Belt states and assure them that 
he wasn't going to listen to the Pope. Yep. Um, and how Donald Trump's actually done the exact opposite. You know, of course, a lot of evangelical Christianity at the moment is, is also pushing for, you know, evangelical Christianity, um, you know, formerly known as Protestantism, but yep. now because they're no longer Protestants, so, so they call themselves evangelical, and they're 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 pushing for this ecumenical, this coming together of you know all of the churches um, and, and whatnot. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're just seeing that this alliance is growing, and then once we once it gets into you know a place of authority and it starts to become you know in nature authoritarian. Um, where you know the 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 Catholic Church is really pushing this this agenda um, through America, and we, well, we've seen the Pope on Catholic soil doing a tour. We've seen Reagan going over there. Remember, mm, um, shaking the yeah. Pope's hand. Yeah. We've seen ambassadors being sent to to Rome yeah. to represent. Um, of all places, this is all ambassadors going mm. to Rome to be ambassadors for the United States and Australia. Has one there too, of course. But but yeah. Yeah, all interesting um, politics and um, things happening on the world front that that gives signs that, that this could well happen. I think one of the interesting things is, you know, we've been talking this morning about Cardinal Pell. Yep. And you've got to imagine the, the thoughts that people have against the Catholic Church after seeing something like that. Well, talk about fatal wound. This is, yeah. this is pretty heavy. What's yeah, going on right now? Yeah, heavy, but yep. if I think back in history, the Catholic Church, you know, sure, these, these child sex scandals are coming out, but they're probably in the most popular place that they've ever been. In yep. terms of in terms of approval, yeah, sure. The the whole you know royal commission and the, the child sex scandals and all this sort of stuff is really um, you know throwing a lot of bad light on them. But yep. you know you got to think back to the dark ages. You got to think back to seventeen ninety eight times where people just straight up hated the Catholic Church, and now we're in a place where you know. There's still the same amount of tourists going to St. Peter's Basilica. The Pope does his Easter message, Christmas yeah. message, and it gets yeah. beamed live um, to the world. I, um, oh, I think it was last year. The um, I, I'm an avid follower of the MotoGP World Championship, and all yep. the riders went and uh, went to the Vatican and met the Pope. You know, and yep. and it's often that um, you know, and, and Pope Francis is kind of known as oh, he's the nice. He's pope. a good guy. He's, he's a the, good he's, guy. He's the good nice Pope, and so you know, although we're seeing these child sex scandals. Um, yep. And whatnot, we are still seeing um, that the, the the you know the, the Catholic Church is quite popular. The, um, the, the Pope is authoritarian in, in what he says is is um, listened to and um, yeah, you see yeah, it around he the has world. Huge so. influence and and so yeah, I think even though these child sex scandals are going on, I think this is even more proving the fact that you know if this happened, if this institutionalized child sex scandals happened at any other church, like. Man, imagine the backlash. You know, yep. you'd nearly be banned. But the Catholic Church, I think, because of, because of, you know, because of their power and their influence, and and also the fact that people see the Catholic Church as as not only, um, you know, a, a world influence today, but also has a historical figure, a traditional figure. That yep. hey, we want to keep them going because they're part of our history. Um, yeah, just it's just continue to go. You know, it doesn't yep. matter what's being thrown at it. So, so where are we up to? So we, um, so that was the first base, and then we talked about the second base, and we've been talking yep. about how they're coming together. Yep. But we're going to be reading. Um, oh, we talked about yesterday. We talked about the image of the beast. And we I tried about those fire and miracles and fire and miracles, and, and how ultimately that leads to this. Um, rise up against God's people and this, yep. you know, the whole speaking like a dragon and making an image to the beast. I, I, I said how I believe that is, um, you know, one of the, the defining characteristics of the beast is that 
um, uh, church and state are together. And, and, yeah, and when it ever happens, it's dangerous. When America, you know, is, is getting closer to the Vatican, I believe church and state is going to start to have that un- unity again. Yeah. Um, and I guess we also talked about the fact that this is all about worship too, yes, overall. Yes, it's yep. all about worship. And that's the thing that we're really going to get to the heart of today. Yep. Um, and that's one of the main points of this chapter. Do you want to read verses? Let's let's read fifteen through seventeen. Do you want to read that 17. for me? Here we go. Revelation thirteen. He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, mm-hmm. and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was. Either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Ooh. Wow, that's heavy stuff. So this is, you know, this is a term um, in Christianity and just in modern cult, pop culture that's thrown around a lot, a mark of the beast. Yeah, it's going to be a literal mark in our hand. And it, like, it, could it be a microchip? No, no, do a dogs bi- and things. A barcode. Or, um, yeah, a barcode. Or, you know what? I think this is crazy because, you know, the, the key central theme of this book in Revelation, of Revelation, but of this book is worship. Yeah. And it's all about... Who do you serve? Who do you serve and, and what you do? You know, it's about your actions and your thoughts and how you live. And then people have come along, you know, some people have claimed that the Mark of the Beast is, uh, you know, um, uh, a barcode. They've said that it's, uh, it, you know, the currency, the Euro- people have said that the Mark of the Beast is the, the, the Euro. Yep. Um, some people have said it's a microchip. Some have said it's Apple, Apple device. Laser <laughs> tattoo, electronic eyes. Yep. Um, some people have said that... Um, um, if you tattoo the name of the an- the Antichrist in Hebrew across your forehead, that's the mark of the beast. Um, you know, you're-, you're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Oh man, we weren't even watching We're the deep time. in Revelation and we didn't even see that coming. <laughs> That's all good though. Of course, we are on Faith FM. We love that we have that station ID just reminding us where we are. But yeah, people have said it's a whole bunch of crazy stuff even one one speculation was um a number branded or burnt onto you like branding a cow and i want to wow. like like imagine that people walking around with this big mark on their head or in their hand you know i don't I, think it's going to happen i, I, I don't think it's when gonna i happen. when i see the mark of the beast it's about worship yeah. it's about what you do and, and and in fact like this is something that's that's so important to understand about christianity and about salvation in particular yeah. salvation isn't about being a good person that's right. Salvation isn't about, you know, doing some sacraments, you know, or, you know, you have to do these certain things and, and, and you have to you have to walk like this, you have to talk like this. That's, that's traditionalism. That's not salvation. Yeah. Salvation is your decision. This is so important for people to understand, especially not coming from a Christian context, because you, I, I know for myself growing up, I, I'd look at people who claim to be Christian, I'd look at the Catholic Church because they were the representatives of Christianity. And I'm like, oh man, if I, if I want to be a Christian, I want to be saved. Well, then I have to be good and I have to, you know, do this and do that and do the other. No, that is not what salvation about yep. is about. Salvation is a choice. That's right. On who you Always want. a choice. It's a free choice. It's a free choice on who you want to serve and who you want to follow. And, of course, you know, it's like, okay, well, that does that mean you just say, okay, I want to choose God and then go and murder and, and rape and steal? It's like, no. The reflection of that choice that you make will be 
seen in your actions, essentially. And this is the journey that I've been on, that I wasn't a Christian. um, And then one day I made the choice. You know, I made the free will choice. choice. I recognized Jesus as my Savior. I said, I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior and I need someone to to, to help me. And and I was like, Jesus is, you know, Jesus is the way to salvation. Jesus is the path, you know. And that's the way you've got to go. I've got a story for you. Um, Okay, here we go. When I was was growing up, we had a pastor and um, he tells his story. It actually happened in my hometown. Um, he went to visit one of the older members in, in a retired home and mm. he, he found him there in the lounge room and all these residents were around and they were weeping and gnashing their teeth and upset and scared and he walks in here and, and the, the guy says, I'm so glad you walked in, Pastor. He said, why? He said, I'm giving these people a study on the mark of the beast and, and I, I'm really giving it to them and scaring them and, yeah, come and help me do it. He said, no, 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 no. He said, I, I want to talk about the mark of the lamb first of all, put the mark of the beast. Exactly. And um, he, he said, no, no. No, that's not scary enough. Let's go to Revelation 13. He said, no, I want to start in Revelation 14. Um, let's yeah. talk about the mark of the lamb first, and then we'll talk about the mark of the beast. Well, we're actually going to be talking about the mark of the lamb right now because it gives us perfect insight into the mark of the beast. But yeah, salvation is a decision. Who you worship is a yep. decision. Um, and it's it's not about you know being some special person, being in the right circumstance or whatever it is. It is... God comes to you and gives you the ability to make a decision and he's calling you to make that decision and of course if you're out there and you want to make that decision it's the easiest decision you could ever make you can pull over in your car bow your head and pray a prayer to Jesus and say Jesus I want to accept you into my life yep. it's powerful you can it's pray. powerful and it's you know me and Darren and, and, and I think about all the people in this office I, I look outside the studio and, and all of these people working to, 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 to you know grow our church and, yep. and and ultimately like I sit in these big meetings I sit in these big meetings you know um, I, I'm a part of a church plant which is essentially when people go out and they it's Start exciting churches. and grand opening last week. Oh, by yeah, the way, that was awesome. Dope. It was so so. If you're anywhere good. near Raymond Terrace, get to that church. Have yeah, a look. It is. It was incredible. But you know, I'm part of the church planting meetings with the director of church planting here in North New South Wales, and with all the people who are starting churches. And and you know. And we're sitting in this room. I, I call it the uh, the the Justice League room, the meeting of the Justice League, because it's this. Is that the one downstairs. Yeah, yeah, there? downstairs. It's got a big long table with all these chairs around it, and it's it's the the meeting of the Justice League. But everyone is just there, and they're just saying, "What can we do to better our community?" You know, I'm working for a church now. We've just uh, we're going to be starting a, a, you know two non for profit organizations, a juice bar and an op shop. You know, all these things. People are just working to to, to better the community, and I think, yeah, it's it, I, I, I look. It's, at, it's a great thing to belong to. You know, I look around this office and I see these people who have made this decision, and 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 then the lives that they're impacted because they made that decision. Mm. You know, they made mm. that decision that they wanted to follow Jesus, and that impacted them in a way that said, well, you know, being a follower of Jesus and a follower of God means that. I want to love people and care about people. And I yeah. see, yeah, I see this office of people who are just working to help people and better people's yeah. lives, you know. So, incredible It's always a privilege stuff. to serve God. And, um, and I'm in this office. And um, as you know, I'm in regularly on this station. on talking about children and family ministry matters. Yeah. Um, but um, for me, it's a privilege to actually work for God and, and get paid for it. Um, that's just 100%. an awesome privilege. That so. is so good. But we're going to get into the mark of the lamb. Yeah, oh, we're gonna, mark of the lamb. Awesome. Lyle, Lyle already touched on this when we studied through Revelation chapter 7, but we really need to know this information before we get into the mark of the beast. So, Good way to go, Lawson. Let's do it. We are going to punch 
through it. We're going to start off. So the mark of the beast here in, in Revelation 13, it says it's, it's put on their foreheads and yeah. on their hands. We see the exact same thing happening with the mark of the lamb. The Bible says, um, we're going to read, you want to read Revelation 14 um, verses 1 and verses 3 for me. Yeah, remember we've got a chiastic structure to talk about here. Oh, so, yeah. So what verses? Verses 1 and verses 3. 1 and 3. Then I saw the lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. Mm -hmm. This great choir sang a wonderful new song in front of the throne of God and before the four living beings and the 24 elders. No one could learn this song except 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. Mm. So we can see here that... that this 144,000, we, we, we went through this study. The 144,000 represent the people who are alive at the end of time. Yep. And they have this mark of God on their forehead. Um, and then you verse that against the people who are alive at the end of time who have the mark of the beast on yep. their forehead. And, and it, you know, that is the distinction between essentially the, the saved and, and the So lost. what you're saying, Lawson, is here there's no fence sitting. You can't say, I'm going to sit on the no. fence and wait here and no, see no, what no, happens. No. You either get the mark of the lamb yep. or you get the mark of the beast. Of, Hundred percent, and ultimately, again, coming back to this isn't a branding, this isn't a barcode. This is your decision. Yeah, so this, this is something you got to make in your heart, in your mind. Hundred yep. percent. Um, but it says what the mark of the lamb is. It's it's the father's name on, yep. his, on their forehead. Um, well, what does the father's name represent? Of course, you know there are some people out there who really put emphasis and effort into the father's name, and I fe- I think it's actually inspired from this passage. They say that the father's name is Jehovah. And if you don't know that the Father's name is Jehovah, and if you don't call the Father Jehovah, well, then you have the mark of Or Jehovah's one name for God. But there's yep. Yahweh, there's El yep. Shaddai. Adonai, you know, Abba. Abba, you know, yep. you've got, there are so, so many different names for Emmanuel, Father in the Bible. God with us. But, yep. the, you know, we know that the Bible is a symbolic l- a book. You know, we need, yep. sorry, Revelation is a symbolic book. And so we have to look and say, okay, well, what, what is the Father's what is the Father's name? Um, I'm going to read here. This is a quote from Exodus 34, chapter, uh, yeah, chapter 34 and verses 5 and 6. It says, yep. um, this is what the Father's name is or represents. It says, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abounding oh. in goodness and truth. I love that. I love that. That's a nice description. It's amazing because the Father's name isn't, you know, oh, Jehovah or Yahweh. No, it's talking about what is God's character. Yeah. You know, what does God represent? And it's mercy, grace, long-suffering, and abounding in goodness and truth. Yeah. You know, there are there are a lot of different aspects there, but it, uh, that ultimately, you know, that really sums up God. He's abounding in truth. You know, he knows yeah. what is what is real. There is an objective truth. And he's and he's good and he and he's gracious and he's long suffering and patient, you know. Um, and when you read Revelation about the people that have had this mark the right way, it says that they keep the commandments of God, mm. they wash their robes in in the blood of the Lamb, yes. and they follow the Lamb wherever He goes. Wherever He goes, so we see this parallel of character. Essentially, it's like the same character that God's people have. Um, is the same character that, that God's name represents. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what it's saying here. You know, when it says it's on their foreheads, um, we talked about how, uh, you know, it's not saying that, oh, it's a branding on their forehead, but it, it represents their thoughts. It represents their character. It represents who they are. Of course, we're going to get 
more and more into this. I think I think I can read this verse. This is a very famous verse that comes from Deuteronomy 11 and verse 1. It says, yep. Therefore they shall love the Lord God and keep his charges, his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments always. I want to talk about that after the break we're here and a bit more about consumerism. About, yes, we're going to be talking about consumerism. We're going to be talking about, yeah, what does this mark of the lamb look like and what is the practical application? Of course, this is Audrey Assad with How Can I Keep Singing? My life flows on in
Welcome back to Faith FM. We are continuing on with our Bible study of Revelation 13. We've been in this chapter pretty much all week. Um, we've been having a really good time. Of course, we don't have another clue for the quiz because Andre has snapped it up and he's Took got the double, double prize. prizes. Oh, man. But and, he, and he beat Lawson to he it. Beat me all to things. it. What a, what a gun. Um, but we are continuing on here. We were talking about the mark of God and what that looks like. And I mentioned uh, I mentioned two verses before that break. Yeah. I, I talked about, you know, what is what is in, in Exodus 34, 5 and 6, you know, the representation of God's name and how it's merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abounding goodness and truth. I feel like this really represents what it looks like to have a relationship with God. And we see that because, you know, it describes the saved of God in the, in the same way. You know, they have this mark on their forehead. Yep. It's a sign of of a relationship, a, a seal of a marriage, for example, is, yes. is, a, is a wedding ring. Or if you're not into wedding rings, you have a document, right? Yeah, a covenant. Yep. Um, you have this, yeah, you have this covenant between the people in it. So to me, when it talks about the Father's name being written on their forehead, it talks about this this relationship. These people have a true mm, and mm, pure mm. relationship with God. Then following I the Lamb wherever I love that idea of following the yeah, Lamb wherever it goes. Wherever he goes, yeah. you know, that's so powerful that that they just want to follow God with everything they have. Um, and then I mentioned Deuteronomy eleven one and how that says, Therefore you shall love the Lord your God, um, and keep his charge and his statutes and his commandments and his judgments always. Um, of course, this, this, this verse was quoted in the New Testament um, when Jesus, you know, Jesus asked them, okay, you know, what is the greatest commandment? Yep. It is love the Lord your God with all your heart and your mind and your soul. This is from That's the- a Shema that every Jewish mm. person repeats daily or twice daily. Yeah, so this is, this is exactly what that looks like. This is the practical application. It's keeping his charge, his statutes, his judgments and his commandments. And, and I think, Darren, you would know this as a, as a married man. You've been married and you have kids and, and, um, you know that relationship between two people. That's that love is. Yep. You know having it gets te- when you got kids and stuff. It gets tested at times, and um, yeah, it, it really your marriage is renegotiated a number of times when you when you get married, then you, mm. you get jobs, and you have kids, and the kids to grow up and you get, you become teenagers. Mm. Then they go to uni. Then they get married, leave home. Your marriage gets renegotiated all the time, but it doesn't change the original covenant that I made to my wife. And it's and that covenant is like you know till till death do us so part. Okay, you know we're yep. gonna we're gonna be in this relationship, um, but then an extension of that is you know um, helping each other in, in yep. sickness and in health. It's, it's well. It's, well, last night I went home. And I, I longed out at the office. My wife she'd been working. She came home. She was pretty sick. She gone to sleep. Mm. So I went out and organ- I didn't make it. I could have, but um, I was tired too. So I went out and purchased curry and everything You're else needed, dumb. and and just to to for the marriage. I mean, mm. in fact, um, this is this is love, and this is something that my wife loves, and. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. It's it's ultimately, you know, you're putting each other first. And this yeah. is what this verse is really describing, keeping his statues and his commandments. You know, it's crazy. Um, I, I, I did a Sabbath school uh, last week. I, I did a Bible study with our, with our young adult group. And, and I talked about how, you know, even if God wasn't involved in our lives, you know, we know from, from he, the book of Hebrews he where is. it says, you know, he, he, um, we can go boldly to the throne of grace to receive mercy I love and that help verse. in That's time of need. Verses. You know, it yep. is. It's an amazing, like, we can just go to God and he promises that he will be in our lives and he will, you know, finish the work that yep. he started in us and he's the author and perfecter of faith. It says, but we'll find grace in our time of need. Exactly. Yep. It's powerful. But I said that even if he didn't do that. Yep. 
even if he wasn't involved in our lives, you know, even if we didn't have these amazing testimonies of the way that God powerfully did something in our situ- current situations, even if he just got on a cross and died for us, that would be enough. That's enough. Yeah. You know, that is the, you know, he's confirming the, he's confirming the covenant of love that he has for us. You know, yep. he gets up and he dies on a cross so we can be saved. So he is obedient and loving to us in that way. Yep. And then our response, just like in a relationship as a, as a, as a wife or a husband, you know, they're, they're obedient and, and they're loving and they make this covenant to you that, hey, I want to put you first. I want to be a benefit to this relationship. And you respond to that. Yep. Our response to that is, keeping his charges and his commandments and his judgments, you know, yeah. that, that we're in this relationship and, you know, obedience is, is one of the most powerful aspects of a relationship. There might be someone listening and saying like obedience, that's kind of crazy, but it's like, hey, you know, staying, being obedient and, 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 and putting your husband or your wife first and, and staying in that relationship it's and being monogamous is like the best best most loving amazing thing you can do so that's the really that's like the practical application of what this mark of god looks like it's, yep. it's keeping his judgments can i can i push that practically forever then oh okay got time for yes, that? yes yes we've got a bit of time um what about the, the word that um i've got a brother's in ministry uh-huh. um and he's doing a phd right now uh-huh. in, in consumerism Ooh, have you heard him speak at all i've heard him speak yes in fact um, when I was at Arise, when I was at Bible College, he came and spoke on consumerism, and he was known as the consumerism guy. So yeah, every second word he breathes at the moment when you're doing a PhD, of course you get immersed in. It. Every second word he says is consumerism. That is so. Amazing. I see lectures and nothing. I love my brother, but I count how many times he says the word consumerism. But what he says is pretty challenging because mm. what he says is is this chapter we're talking about is not just about um, yeah, it's it's definitely about um, the, the the papacy and about the United States and all that thing's involved in. But he said also, on a more personal level, it's about who do we serve? It's about consumerism, which is the idea that we've been brought up on this life and this is what society sells in all the ads and sport and everything else that we do. That sells the idea that that time equals money And money equals happiness. Yes. And so in, 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 in creating um, money, getting money, and thinking that money equals happiness, we will filter out things like um, our marriage mm. or time with our kids yeah, or even fully. time with God in, in this ever-increasing ever, um, lust for, for money and, and the Australian dream they're talking about. Mm. Um, and the idea is we can get so caught up in that that we lose what it means to be in community with each other, mm. but also in community with God and, and what it means to serve God with, with our time, with our money, with our talents and with our gifts. 100%. It's about, you know, it's about who we choose and that's going to be reflected in our actions and who we worship. But the mark of the God, uh, the mark of the God, the mark of God yep. is not like in, in this context versus the mark of the beast. There is a single solitary thing that it's talking about here. This this one key difference between those who have the mark of God and those who have the mark of the beast yep. that changes everything. Um, well, not changes everything, but really, you know, gives us an insight of, okay, well, how does this practically affect us? These people who have the mark of God in, 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 in Revelation 14, 14. Yep. they then go on to give a message to the world. And the first thing they say is, the, the first thing they say is, um, you know, then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, yep. having the everlasting Verse gospel yep. to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, this is their message, yep. fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, yep. and worship him who made heaven, earth, the sea, 
and springs of water. Wow. So, is, so straight away, it gets this worship idea coming yes, up. Who do you worship? But yeah. this quote, worship him who made heaven, earth, the sea, and springs of water, is the single most potent and direct quote in the book of Revelation. Yep. Where's it coming from then? Well, it is coming directly from Exodus chapter 20 ah. and verse 11. I'm, yep. I'm pretty sure it's verse 11. Yep. And what does that revolve around? What, what the, the day and remembering the, the remembering yeah. the remembering of a the particular Sabbath. day. It says, "Remember the Sabbath." Uh, you know, to keep it holy. In fact, I was thinking to speak last week. Remember, the Sabbath is the most common saying of rememberings in the Bible. Mm. So it says, yep. re- Exodus chapter twenty says, "Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all yep. your work, but the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter, or any- nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle nor your stranger who is in your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens." the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. Direct quote. And so tomorrow... A good place to finish today. Yeah, <laughs> we are going to be really getting into that, seeing what that looks like. But right now, this is Anna Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Of God, born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song Praising my Savior All the day long Visions of rapture Outburst at my side Perfect submission Perfect delight Angels he
to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Welcome back to Faith FM. We have come to the question of the day. Okay, Darren. The question of the the day is today is, I want to know, how will the world end, Lawson? Ooh, how will the world end? Well, there's a bunch of different So many movies written about this. Exactly. You know, (laughs) are we going to have another Ice Age? Are we, you know... Alien invasion. Alien invasion. Meteorite um, coming. Nuclear war. You know, what what is it going to be that that, um, sends the world off? Look, I don't know much about that stuff, but I do know a little bit about what the Bible says about the end of the world. And I want to share this verse with you in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. This is what the Bible says. But the day of the Lord, so um, the day of the Lord. Oh, what's what's that's, that? That's the end. Yep. Yeah. Well, the day of the Lord is 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 a, is a phrase that essentially describes the second coming of Jesus yep. Christ. Yep. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. The elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. That's pretty, pretty, so pretty um, clear. So, pretty, uh, pretty, yeah. <laughs> so something that we see in the Bible is that the day of the Lord, the second coming of Jesus, is synonymous with the end of the world. Yeah. And this makes As sense. We know it. You know, yep. we 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 live currently on a on on an Earth on a planet. You know, in a state of of sin, right? And and over the last thousands and thousands of years, um, the Earth has been you know becoming more and more degraded. Um, us as human beings have been coming more and more degraded in sin, and so for for God, He wants to to restart everything. Yeah, you know, and the second coming of Jesus represents that sort of new. Well, He start. did it once with um the Ark and Noah. Um, yeah, you see a bit of cluculus there as well. Mm. But yeah, so like the second coming of Jesus, like sort of represents this new start. I'll just turn to a verse in in 1 Corinthians. The Bible says, uh, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall become changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up by victory. What this is saying is that the second coming of Jesus, which again is synonymous with the end of the world, represents a new start for humanity. In fact, it it is the single greatest hope for humanity. It is the most important event in human history when ultimately the pages of this, you know, sin-marred earth, you know, come to an end and and the history comes to a close and we're giving a new start, you know, the the end of the world and you watch all those movies, you know, a a day after tomorrow and and 2012. I I love watching those movies. And they're actually kind of cool. Like, I'm like, that's actually really cool. I love the effects. I watch all the effects. But but also, you know, your zombie apocalypse and all this stuff. Um, They all represent, oh, the end of life as we know it, you know, and we see this movement of people currently in the world. There's more and more movies coming out about this stuff. But then the doomsday preface. Have you heard of the Doomsday Preface? Oh, yeah, 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 So, all the people in in the States and and, and probably in Australia who've got, like, bomb shelters set up and they've got, you know, they're they're constantly um, getting together animals and and, um, preserving them and and, uh, preserving them um, and and loading up on bullets and everything so that, you know, when the Doomsday comes, they'll be safe. Yeah. but no, the second coming of Jesus Christ and subsequently the end of the world represents our greatest hope 
as humanity, you know, it represents a time in which the dead will be raised up incorruptible and, and we will also be raised up and we'll meet Jesus in the clouds and, 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 and you know, death is swallowed up by victory. That's it, awesome. It That's goes awesome. on to say in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 57, it says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. This isn't a time of great mourning and, and sadness. This is a time of, of absolute relief, of, you know, coming to the end of, of, of pain and death and suffering something that that we're not supposed to live with yeah. you know this world um it's not our home you know this is not where god wants us to be um this is you know our life isn't about just fending off the suffering until you know we eventually come to our 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 death you know yeah. god wants something more for that and he's been working through human history and through you know the the peak of that being the death of jesus christ on the cross to to give us that new hope and to and to bring us into a you know a closer relationship to him and to ultimately to bring us to a place where we're no longer living with death and pain and suffering and that's what the end of the world and that's what the second coming represents it represents this time in which you know, we'll just be living with God forever. And that's amazing. That is just awesome. This is Joanne Martino with Bleeding Saviour.
Welcome back to Faith FM, and we have come to the end of our show. Oh, it's uh, come so fast it today. It has come so fast, and that means that... I'm You're off to Ethiopia. Off to Ethiopia. So someone my own tomorrow. We've got someone else coming no, in to no, help we've me. we've got the one, the only, Pastor Blake Penland coming oh, in tomorrow. Oh, wow. So you guys will have an awesome time. It's going to yep. be great. Um, but yeah, we have come to the end of our show, and that means that, that means we give, away time. give something away for free. What yep. are we giving away No today? quiz question. Just phone us. Yesterday, yes, um, us Gary, our truck driver, took it while he was driving. You're in your truck, in your car, doing your house, at work, whatever you do. Just give us a call. First in, you get this. It's 1-800-324-843, and you'll get yep. this book. What's the First book? in. It's called, we've been doing um, The Mark of the Beast, so oh. I thought, let's give away a book called The Antichrist Agenda oh. by Shelley Quinn. Mm. Um, um, it says, drawing on the Bible only, they identify the Antichrist power and the agenda that has succeeded in pointing the finger of prophecy away from the real mark of the beast. So, too, is the truth of Christ's second coming unveiled from Scripture. Sounds like an awesome book to oh, get. Oh, man. Meaty sounds book. like an awesome book. Man. Oh. If you're keen to get this book, if you want this book, give us a call, 1-800-324-843. We'll give it to you completely for, for free. No Cameron's standing by to take your call. Yeah, Cameron's <laughs> sitting in the studio. He's ready to go. He's holding that phone. So if you call him, that would be amazing. But, again, come to the end of it. Well, you show. enjoy your, your gallivant. Send us some photos. Oh, I want to see that do. challenge of where you do a pickup. Oh, yeah. Maybe in the studio. I might do it in the studio. My uh, hashtag trash tag. I'm um, going to wade through the trash gap to my day here with all the basketballs that have missed the yep. bin. We need Lyle back oh, to get man. them back in the bin. Yes, but- we do. But we are continuing on not only with our show but with life you know we're gonna uh, I, I guess you're pretty busy today right you've got lots to do big camps coming I'm flat out oh you are absolutely flat out we've had an absolutely amazing and fantastic time stay tuned this is faith fm so far. 